وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My brothers and sisters, the first instruction that Allah has issued in the Qur'an is verse number 21 of Surah Al-Baqarah. It's as follows. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عَبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O people, worship your Lord who created you and created those before you in order that you achieve consciousness of Him. In order to develop the correct relationship with Him, you need to worship your Lord. If you look at the term رَبَّكُمْ, it is the one who has nurtured you, nourishes you, cherishes you, obviously initially created you, and thereafter, inshallah, you would be returning to him. So whoever that is, he's our deity. He is Allah, subhanallah. He is the one who is worthy of worship. None is worthy of worship besides him. So if you would like to achieve that relationship with Allah, you need to worship him alone. And you need to understand there is no doubt when it comes to worship in Islam. Because you worship only the one who made you. Nobody else, no, no one else and nothing else. You worship only he who made you. O people, worship the one who made you. Worship your Lord, worship your Rabb. He created you, he created those before you. In order that you achieve taqwa, you achieve the correct relationship with him, the consciousness of him, in order that you protect yourself from the wrath of Allah, from the anger of Allah. Now, people sometimes ask, why does Allah have to become angry? To be honest with you, that is a quality of Allah. And he is the one who decides what he will or will not do. If he says something will actually make me angry, stay away from it. It is probably and obviously because it's bad for you or for me. That's why he has prohibited things. Allah does not just prohibit things when there is nothing negative about that particular thing. Whatever he has prohibited, it is because there is something negative about it. We will be broken when we follow our desires, if those desires are in the displeasure of Allah, one day it will break us. We will become hopeless. People say, well, you know, I have, there's a lot of hopelessness here and I'm so hopeless. Sometimes it's because we, we've just been sinning without batting an eyelid. And this is why it's important to read what we just read now that Allah says, worship your Lord. And this is why verse number 25, Allah says, give good news to those who believe. وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أَنَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتِ Give good news to those who believe and do good deeds. That for them, we've prepared paradise. They're going to get the ultimate goodness forever and ever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is telling us in an amazing way that when you do good, I will give you goodness. And not only will you achieve goodness in the hereafter, but in this world, there will be lots of hope. What's the ultimate hope? The ultimate hope is for me to attain paradise. And what is uh, the ultimate healing? The ultimate healing is for me to be able to enjoy my relationship with Allah. That's amazing. My brothers and sisters, that is Allah. He says, give good news to those who believe and do good deeds. For them, 
is paradise. We will never be able to achieve any goodness through sin. And Allah is warning us to say, don't commit sin. It's not good for you. If I've told you not to do something and you do it, what will happen is short term or long term, whether you see it or don't see it, whether you understand it or you don't understand it, you will pay the price for it. If I have prohibited something and you are continuing to do it without turning to me, without regretting it, without feeling in your heart that what I'm doing is wrong, then Allah says, you will suffer the hopelessness, you will suffer the sickness, the disease, whatever else it may be, you won't be content because imagine stealing, deceiving, cheating, and the list goes on and on of things that are prohibited. If we were to do these things, Allah Almighty is telling us the loss is yours, not mine. So if you want healing, the first thing you need to do as you're turning to Allah, cut your sin, quit it, stop it, and make sure that you understand this is Allah. Allah asked you not to do something because he wants to heal your heart. Allah asks you to stay away from certain things because he wants you to be hopeful in the goodness that is coming in your direction. We can't say I'm struggling and I have no sustenance when we don't even have a connection with Allah and we're busy with intoxicants and we're busy with adultery and fornication and we're busy with immorality and whatever else it may be. And then we want the goodness from the one who told us not to do all of that. It's about time we pushed ourselves a little bit more to become better in all of these things in order for us to feel that healing, in order for us to appreciate the hope and to be able to realize that dream of ours in this world. Allah says, I'll give you contentment. Don't become a slave of man, become a slave of mine, Allah says. Allah says, when you become a slave of mine, I will liberate you from being a slave of man. And when you are enslaved by man, or you've allowed yourself to be enslaved by man, then you need to know that you will never be free in reality. Take a look at those who are always worried about what others are going to say. What happens to them? They end up so broken because people's standards are never the same. And people would like to see you nude. People would like to see you perhaps in a way that you don't even like to see yourself. But in order to live up to that standard, you end up compromising and making life so difficult for you. Allah says, I've liberated you. I've asked you not to do a lot of these things that you're actually doing. So if we're going to be strong enough to stop some of these things that we've been doing all along to please people, Allah becomes pleased. You are allowed to please people within the pleasure of Allah, but you're not allowed to please people outside the pleasure of Allah. Similarly, we would please Allah even if it is displeasing to some, even if we lose a few friends, no problem. I have hope in the mercy of Allah and Allah is the owner of my soul. He will grant it healing. Subhanallah. This is the relationship we should be having with Allah. This is the instruction, the first instruction that Allah has granted us. Then he tells us about the story of Adam alayhi salam, verse number uh, 38 of Surah Al-Baqarah, where Allah speaks of the guidance. And Allah, just before that, he actually blames shaitan for the deviation of Adam. Amazing. Allah says, it was shaitan who actually made them slip from what they had. 
Shaitan causes our slipping. If you want to heal, recognize the plot of the devil. He wants you to slip. He wants you to fall. He wants you to drop and Allah wants to strengthen you. Allah wants you to stand tall and high. Be yourself. Allah wants you to be proud of how he's made you and created you. Your race, your color, the type of hair you have, the eyes you have, the nose you have is beautiful. Allah's made it that way. If anyone is trying to make you feel like it is not acceptable, you've become a slave of a person. Obviously, unless there is something abnormal, unless you are suffering with a sickness, which you, you would be when you are allowed to correct and rectify. But a lot of people don't like the way they look. They don't like their race. They don't like their color. They don't like their tone, their skin, their hair, their eyes. Allah says, free yourself of all of that. We created you, we made you. Love yourself as you are and you are truly liberated. Be a proud human being exactly as you are. That's Allah healing. Allah giving you hope to say you're worth it no matter what. People can call you what they want. The sin is theirs. Brothers and sisters abstain from calling people bad words because those words will rebound and affect you negatively. Don't call people and your own children with derogatory terms. Don't use derogatory terms to refer to your children. Remember that is dangerous. We end up building a mindset that is so negative in our children and we're responsible. How will we achieve hope when we are making others hopeless? Our own children and family members, spouses and whatnot, hopeless because of words we say towards them. You're ugly, you're this, you're, you're this color, you're like this, your hair is like this, you're like that, I don't want to this and that. Why say bad things? Appreciate people. Allah's the maker. He made you, he made them. Appreciate them, compliment them, and Allah will grant you goodness. Allah gives you contentment when you go out of your way to make others feel appreciated the way Allah made them. Make them feel appreciated, pray for them, and Allah will grant us every form of goodness. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us how he is blaming shaitan for what happened to Adam. That's something amazing. Inshallah, we will speak about this in the next episode. And inshallah, we pray that Allah grant us all healing and hope. وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My brothers and sisters, in the previous episode we saw how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully blames shaytan for what happened to Adam alayhi salam. This goes to show that human being is actually good. But shaitan is bad. When you see people doing bad things, always remember the devil had a role to play in making them do that which was bad. So have hope in the person that if they can uh, protect themselves from shaitan, then they would definitely be a lot of hope for them. And at the same time, their hearts would heal. Their situation would improve. The same applies to all of us. So 
Don't judge a person based on the sin they've committed. Rather, help them come out of it if you truly care. If you're a person who is loving of Allah, you would love goodness for the creation of Allah. The first thing should not be a negative thought in your heart. It should be a positive thought towards people who might not be on the straight path. For this reason, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, kept praying for those who were astray. And yes, while some deserved punishment for injustices they perpetrated, remember he prayed for them and he was never unjust himself. So one thing that is very powerful is Allah says to Adam that in order to protect your progeny from shaitan, in verse number 38, Allah says, I will send you guides and messengers, your progeny. And every time a messenger comes with a message, whoever follows the guidance will be protected from shaitan. For them will be goodness. They will have no reason to fear nor to be sad. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَى فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Every time guidance comes from me, whoever is going to follow that guidance will have no reason to, uh, you know, to be fearful, nor will they have reason to be sad. Amazing. So if you want healing, follow what Allah has revealed. You won't be sad and you won't have reason to be sad or uh, subhanallah to be fearful, to be scared. No need to be fearful. You know, some of the best days we're ever going to live. In fact, the best day for me would be the day I'm going to meet with Allah because we've heard how merciful he is and we're trying on earth to be the best possible version of ourselves. We've faltered. Adam has faulted. Allah forgave him and told us, I'll continue forgiving you for as long as you realize you've done something wrong, you feel that you did something unacceptable, you sought forgiveness from me and you tried your best never to do that again. Subhanallah. Once that happens and it means you believe in Allah, when you believe in Allah, there is hope, a lot of hope. Hope for the day that I'm going to meet with Allah. Hope for the day that I'm going to die actually. Subhanallah. A lot of hope. People may miss me, but just for a short period of time, because Allah will unite them with us in a very short period of time. And we will be together for everlasting bliss. The promise of Allah. Why should I doubt that promise? It's Allah. When we doubt, we don't have the contentment. When we doubt, we will never heal, as we've said in the past. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about Adam alayhi salam. Allah tells us about shaitan and Allah says the guidance we will send to you and follow it. Then Allah makes mention in Surah uh, Al-Baqarah verse number 40 of Banu Israel, the children of Jacob, the children of Yaqub alayhi salam. Allah says to them more than once in the Quran, Ya Bani Israel, O children of Israel, Israel meaning the prophet Jacob. O children of Jacob, may peace be upon him. Allah says, remember the favor of mine upon you. Remember my favor that I favored you with. Now this was at a time when they were going through hardship and difficulty. 
and also at times when they just came out of the hardship and difficulty. Allah is telling those who have just come out of or who are in hardship say that remember the favors I bestowed upon you. So many things I've given you. Think about them. I've given you a lot. My brothers and sisters in thinking about the gifts of Allah during times of hardship, there will be a lot of healing and there will be much hope. Allah's given me in the past so much. Allah's given me right now that which I haven't asked him for. I'm breathing, I'm looking, I'm smelling, I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm clothed. I can, subhanAllah, I have so many favors upon me. Allah's given me the deen, he's given me faith, he's given me conviction to a great degree. May he strengthen it for me. And he's given us certain number of family members. He may have taken some away, but we still have something. Even if he's taken everyone away from around you, he's still given you the life. He's given you some form of ability. Don't sit back and give up. Because if you give up, that is a source of hopelessness. But when you stand up, look at what you have and go for it. Go for the improvement. Keep trying. Don't ever give up. You lost a job. No problem. Keep going and trying for a better job and a better job. And you trust Allah. He will give you a much better job either in terms of recompense or in terms of condition, or it's better for you. It might be a stepping stone to something beyond your imagination. But don't give up. So Allah says, remember the favors we bestowed upon you. And we have blessed you, Allah says. So although this verse is revealed to the children of the Prophet Jacob, may peace be upon him, the lesson is for all of us how to heal. We heal by remembering the favors of Allah upon us when we're going through hardship. And by remembering the favors of Allah upon us when we are in days of ease. So what that would mean is, oh, I was going through so much of difficulty. Look, Allah favored me. Look where I am today. Almost all of us, if we look at our forefathers, they had far less than what we have. Today we have much more, but we are less content. So if you are to look at that carefully, you would realize Allah wants you to look back and appreciate how far you've come. Even though you may not have everything you want or you think you want or you think might be beneficial for you. But Allah says, haven't we given you so much already? Haven't we taken you out of so much? Thank Allah. Thank Him. For indeed in gratitude, there is healing. In gratitude, there is increase of goodness. In gratitude, there is minimizing of the negativity. SubhanAllah. All of that. In it, there is hope and healing. My brothers and sisters, these are amazing verses. This series and the title of it is so beautiful because myself going through these verses, it just brings a smile to the face. How merciful is my Lord? How great He is? How much He has bestowed upon you and I? How much we have? But unfortunately, Shaitan comes to us and keeps on making us think of the negatives and the bad and what we don't have and so on. And he wants us to become hopeless. He wants us to think that Allah has not given us anything. But Allah says, you need to ponder, reflect, go back, go back a few generations, check where they were, look at how things have progressed. And yes, you must be going through some form of test because we have to test you. And we test the best of our soldiers with the greatest of the tests. May Allah protect us. So when you're going through a lot, remember it's the love of Allah. 
you know, people who don't believe say, that's absurd, but it's not absurd because the amount of goodness that comes out of it. We've seen so many people start praying. We've seen so many people change their lives because of hardship they're going through. We've seen so many people turn to Allah because of difficulty they have. We've seen so many people start doing the right thing and making peace with others because of so much of negativity that's been happening in their lives. But Allah wants you to prolong that sometimes. So at times it takes a while. You cannot have displeased Allah for 20 years and suddenly in five days you expect the tables to turn. It might take a few years, it might take a few months and if you're lucky, it could change in five days. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that comfort. So that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, remember the favor upon you. Then in verse number 43, once again, he tells us, وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَارْكَعُوا مَعَ الرَّاكِعِينَ Fulfill your prayer, establish it, give alms to the poor and bow down with those who are bowing, which means collectively try to bow down with those who are bowing. Look after the others. We spoke about praying and establishing prayer. We spoke about giving charities to the poor. Reaching out to those who have less than you is definitely a means of healing. And then Allah says, try and do it collectively, bow down, do good with the others who are doing good. You're not the only one. So reach out to the others, look at them, try and do good. May Allah bless all of us. أقول قولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My brothers and sisters, Allah tells us to seek help to seek help through prayer and patience In fact, the order of it, he says وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Verse number 45 of Surah Al-Baqarah. He says, seek help. Seek assistance through patience and prayer. Now, people might wonder why the order of the Qur'an. We may know, we may not know. Some of the scholars have said, patience is required in order to pray. You need to have a lot of restraint and forbearance, a lot of strength in order to pray. You need to have willpower in order to pray. All of that is is in the Arabic term sabr. So Allah says, istainu bi sabr salah. You need to bear patience. Patience upon calamity, patience upon hardship, patience upon difficulty, negativity, hopelessness, whatever else it may be. You need to throw the hopelessness out, but you need to bear patience, a beautiful patience. You need to know that goodness is coming. And in the interim, you need to continue praying. You need to continue with your connection with Allah. You continue and seek help through patience and prayer. When you pray, you call out to Allah, you cry to Allah. Those warm tears come about with a lot of hope, a lot of comfort. That is Allah. He has given us the ingredients of achieving solution to our matters the way He wants, not the way we want. 
Sometimes you think something is really good for you. Allah says, oh, I know this is not good for you. So I will not give it to you because I love you. And you are still crying. So ask Allah to help you. Be patient. Pray a lot. Pray the five daily prayers and even beyond. Call out to Allah. Supplicate to Him. Call out to Allah. Supplicate to Him. Ask Allah, Oh Allah, if this is good for me, let it happen. If it's not good for me, let it not happen. And then be pleased. When something is blocked by Allah, and you try because you believe it's good for you and you keep trying, there comes a point when it becomes totally blocked. That's the time you walk away and you thank Allah and you're still content because Allah says, because you were so busy trying to get what you wanted, not knowing it was bad for you, so out of our mercy we blocked it from you, you could not see so many of the other blessings we were throwing at you. Sometimes people are depressed because of one thing they don't have, but they don't realize they have a million other things that they need to be so, so grateful for. This is why Allah says, Seek the help of Allah through patience and prayer. When you pray to Allah, Allah will guide you to the right path. He only guides those who are trying to achieve that guidance. Allah says, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ it is very difficult to pray five times a day, except for those who have khushu'ah, those who are dedicated to Allah. You know, if you want to pray five times a day, you're going to have to be very dedicated. Allah says it's very difficult. It's not easy to pray five times a day. But Allah says what you achieve from that is priceless. Absolutely priceless. Especially, subhanAllah, the contentment in this world and the success of the hereafter. That is something on another level. So my brothers and sisters, remember that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter makes mention of the story of Musa alayhi salam and the Pharaoh. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, he actually counts the favors that he bestowed upon the people of Moses, the people of Musa alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them in verse number 49, do you remember when we saved you from the Pharaoh? The Pharaoh used to harm you, he used to hurt you, he used to persecute you. Do you remember we saved you from him? So this verse has in it a lot of healing because to think about the difficulty we were in at some point and how Allah took us out of it does two things for you. Number one is it helps you appreciate the favor of Allah. Number two is it helps you to know that the difficulty you may be in right now will also come to pass. SubhanAllah. So on one hand, yes, I appreciate the favor of Allah because I'm thinking of how He has favored me. And secondly is I've got a new problem. And you know what? The same way He took me out of that problem, He is going to take me out of this one. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. And a lot of the times people wonder when someone is murdered, when someone loses their lives uh, for something that they were not even to blame. You know, suddenly there's a car crash and someone passes away. May Allah give them all paradise. Remember one thing, when Allah's taken the life of this world away, He hasn't really taken the person completely away. It's just the soul that's separated from the body temporarily taken to a certain place, uh, uh, separated from its loved ones and will very soon be reunited with the loved ones. It's something you need to know. So I am just separated for a few minutes. It's like someone's gone off to sleep and I can't wake them up right now, but I wake them up just now, or we will, you know, both be awake in a different form of 
life just now. If you've lost a loved one, bear patience. Think of the favors of Allah upon you and think of the fact that you're going to meet them soon. The best gift you can do to your loved one who's passed away is to seek forgiveness for that particular loved one. That's the best thing. Because if Allah forgives them, you don't need anything else. You don't need anything else. That's why the Prophet says, one of the biggest gifts you can have is a child that you leave behind who's going to pray for you. Oh Allah, forgive my father. Oh Allah, forgive my mother. Keep repeating because in repetition, there is a lot of love of Allah. Allah operates differently from human beings. If you have a human being, you ask them once, you ask them twice, you ask them three times, they get irritated. When you have Allah, you ask him once, twice. The more you ask him, the happier he becomes. The more he sees your desperation, the greater the chances of your dua or supplication being answered. Subhanallah, it works opposite because Allah has a different type of mercy, which is way beyond the mercy of any human being. If you were to ask your mother for a favor, once, twice, thrice, and you look at your mother and you're crying to your mother, your mother would probably soften up even if she was harsh towards you at some point. Unlike a person whom you don't know and you're asking them to give you something, the more you repeat it, the more irritated they become. Allah's mercy is beyond the mercy of the most merciful of mothers. That's amazing. So Allah tells you, keep asking, don't worry, it's beneficial for you. So someone might say, well, what's the point of repeating it when Allah hears it the first time? Allah says, I heard it the first time and I kept on elevating your status and giving you bonus upon bonus for every time you called out to me with the same thing repeated again and again because I gave you contentment, I gave you this happiness, I gave you that goodness, I gave you as a result of a prayer that you were making to me for something else altogether. So it's never a loss. Keep on calling out to Allah. Keep on seeking His forgiveness, truly and sincerely. Not just for yourselves, but even for your parents and those who've passed on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. So Allah continues to count uh, uh, the favors of Allah upon the people, the children of Yaqub alayhi salam or the people at the time of Musa alayhi salam. And Allah says, there was a great test. Allah says, in those things, there was a great test from Allah for you. Great test. From your Lord, there was a great test. So Allah tested them with a huge test. Imagine what was the huge test. The huge test was this Pharaoh was coming and executing innocent children. Allah says that was a very big test. Imagine if Allah is calling it Bala'un Azim. You know, it's a big test. I can only imagine what hardship and difficulty they must have gone through watching their children being murdered by the Pharaoh. Today we have a similar problem where upon the globe there are people who are engaging in murder and killing that is completely unjustified and subhanallah there is no justification for such thing and they're just going around creating chaos and when imagine people being raped and murdered and made homeless and so much more and you watch your family being done the same too Allah says oh that's that's a massive test from Allah but don't blame Allah for it because it's the doing of man it's not the doing of Allah. Man is the one who creates chaos on earth. That's what the Quran says. All the chaos that you see at land and at sea, you need to know that it's because of what people have done. 
the people are doing it. You can't have someone who murdered a child and then you say, why did Allah allow it? When Allah gave you the power and told you expressly to use it to do good and you did bad, you can never blame Allah for that. You blame the human and that's why that person is going to be punished by Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to be thankful. May Allah give us the power to overcome the challenges. May He grant us hope and healing. May He open our doors. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us every reason to smile. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.